Chainsaw Buffet. Activision sucks. Yes, yes, John, just wait. Just, uh, alright. Not that I hold shares in Activision or anything. Okay. Um, before we get to that, Dylan purchased Moxie. Like, this blows me away because I think Moxie, like, predates Coca-Cola. Like, this is, like, the original, like, cola drink. I bet it's not... The original formula, sure. Well, I've been trying to look on the bottle to see if it's, like, the same person, or did somebody buy the name that come along and said, you know, well, that's a good name. (coughs) But that's, like, you know, where, you know, hey, he's got moxie. That's where that whole thing comes from. That was their marketing uh, campaign slogan. It's a very dark cola. That's... If that's possible to understand... Yeah, it's supposed to taste like licorice. I got this because um, Chad, Chad and I actually went by Fresh Market at one point because um, he'd gotten Moxie. He tried Moxie before and Ooh. he liked it. It has a um, it has a uh, cheap swill uh, medicine Sam's choice. Yes, very uh, medicine-y. Uh, if you ever have used the uh, Debrox eardrops, that's what this reminds me of. Which, which makes sense, right? Like. Because aren't the drugstores oh where the sodas started? Oh yeah, God. but you... Yeah. Are you sure I'm not supposed to be pouring this into my ear? This tastes <laughs> Have you like... used those? Do you know yes, the smell I'm, I'm talking, talking about? Talking okay, about. okay. Yes. It tastes like I've swallowed a big thing of uh, earwax cleaner full of earwax. It's got a little bit of a mothball aftertaste going. Oh, my God. I cannot watch The first time I tried now. this, I loved it because I got the licorice taste, and for some reason I've never, like... This, this is I got not two bottles taste. of this. This is gargling uh, hydrogen peroxide taste. Ugh. I don't think this is safe for me. I'm going to go ahead and just chug this thing and wish that my death be slow, be quick and painless instead of uh, the slow, agonizing death that I'm feeling right now. That is um, something we should change in the future podcasts. I would really like the option to not finish something we've tried, because we normally... Um, normally we use the same glasses over and over again for everything that we try. Oh my god. So that means you actually have to finish. <laughs> Drinking it straight down makes it worse. It's like stronger now. Yeah. And this is this is one of those neat little sodas you can get at, at, at you know. It's no wonder places. fucking Coke blew these guys off the market. Yeah. And we have more. Uh, because I got this other type of moxie now, somebody called... somebody give me uh, some water. Stat. Yeah, that blue nasty thing right there. I thought you weren't going to be in on the podcast. No, I don't want to be in on the podcast. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> okay. It's the mysterious woman gone from my life again. Okay. This is blue cream. And oh. uh, it is it is a uh, translucent, uh, very blue... Antifreeze. Very blue soda, yes. It's antifreeze. Um, with with the, the little guy on the label who's pointing at you that says, Drink Moxie or I'll effing kill you. Does he not have that look? Uh, so his option is, Die or I'll kill you. Yeah, it does have a very um, Fallout, Dead Space-esque yes, type 50s marketing. Was this my glass? I hope this was my yeah, glass. Yeah, that was your matter. glass, don't worry. We'll all be dead soon from this. We should see if the cat will drink some. I was about to say, we should let the cat drink it and see if it dies. I bet it will. I'm pretty sure uh, Nathan Crystal would not be cool with that. Wait, which cat are we talking about? <laughs> Six to one and a half dozen out of the other. You guys wish to sacrifice your cat in the name of science? No, my cat's a good cat. As okay. far as cats go. Ah, this so one smells like um, circus peanuts. Mm-hmm. Definitely has more of a sweet smell. Yeah, not really picking up any. And it tastes like circus peanuts. I hate circus peanuts. I hate Moxie. 
Moxie, I'm going to effing kill you. So, uh, surprise, I'm going to peel the label back. It really wasn't a Blue Cream Moxie all along. It was antifreeze. And this will be it's the like last Chainsaw Buffet podcast. A, a cream soda that um, yeah. has some mold in it. It's aged cream wow. soda. You pay premiums. That's kind of that. horrifying, that, that image you just gave me. Some little hairy mold? Uh, I hear that the uh, little hairy mold is friends with uh, My Little Ponies. <laughs> I've seen that. Indeed it is. <laughs> that is uh, That's not enough to get you to jump into the podcast. Blame your children. <laughs> I blame your children for oh. that. This is, must be what the uh, smooths taste like. This is the smooths... Yeah, to this provide, carbonated, carbonated smooth. Is this with or without the gloom? That's all I want to know. <clears throat> to provide some context, uh, we had a Halloween party last night and ended up, through no fault of my own, um, watching uh, the My Little Ponies movie. It which, was uh, Mike's kids' fault. They saw the movie up on the dresser for, from where Jim bought and they're like, Can we watch My Little Pony? And my uh, initial response was, Fuck no, you little bastard. <laughs> we can all watch My Little Pony. How many girls under the age of 13 live in this household? Zero. So why is it on the shelf to begin with? Because my wife wanted it. <laughs> uh, it's it's one of those things, it. you watch these, you know, as these old shows from your childhood come out on DVD, and you buy the DVDs, and you watch them, you realize... Wow, that's really terrible. Yeah, I was a dumb, dumb child. There, so only... speaking of something sweet and terrible, uh, we have one drink left. Yes. Candy corn soda. Now, this is by Jones Cola, which I dig me some Jones, like some Jones cream soda. Yeah, they make well, some good stuff. There's like the normal Jones sodas, which are awesome, and then there's the uh, novelty sodas, which they release around holidays. Like pine tree. Like pine tree. Um, oh, God, they even sound good. There's actually, uh, if, if you dig back through the archives, and maybe we can, I can link it in the show notes, uh, there's actually an article that we did uh, oh. with photos where we sampled a whole bunch of Jones Soda I, on I Chainsaw Buffet. I think we descriptions for each of the flavors. Dude, I just, oh, took yeah. a, I just took a smell of that, and I don't even want that anywhere near me. Uh, have you tasted it yet? No, I just smelled it, and... It smells like uh, really it. old butter. Oh, I mean, that's just... It does taste... It, yeah, smell and taste like really old butter. Oh. God, that's just rancid. Dude, it I, looks like butter. It looks does like this stuff expire? Butter. I don't think it does. I've had this for like a month right. or so. But okay, it's been... for, the, for the podcast here. Let me pour a little of this. For science. Oh, it's a nice... It's yellow. <laughs> like it's, urine yellow. It's not even urine yellow. It's oh. like radioactive yellow. My pee after this is going to be some kind of fucked up. Ah. God, this is... It's like caramel soda. Doctor, it this burns my burnt... pee. Rotten butter. Yes. If it's possible to burn butter, still in stick form, they did it. It is. Ugh. God. Why? I don't think I'm finishing this. I don't think I'm finishing either. I bought it, and I subjected us to it, and I'm not finishing this. You know what this tastes like? Liquid Rock Revolution. Oh, wow. (laughs) If that's not a segue (laughs) for you, John, I can't do any better than that. (laughs) Oh, are the tastings done? Oh no, yes. I think I think Monks, Yeah, this is a Liquid Guitar Hero World Tour. It's suitably bad, but no, uh, Rock Revolution is Moxie is a uh, Rock Revolution because uh, like the more you try it, the worse the taste in your mouth gets. Oh. okay. Now that all the nasty tastings done, I'll talk to you guys. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to be part of the podcast until all that's over. You know what? We have one more candy corn. Okay, oh, guess and, what? And you should actually come that. over here where you're like closer to the microphones so that we don't just have these dead spaces where listeners can think they can hear something, but... Uh, we don't have listeners. It's uh, true. We've got 15 robots downloading the podcast, I'm convinced. Yes. <clears throat> Otherwise, somebody would have used the email address. Are, are we doing the podcast that changes all buffet? Are we doing the uh, gym room thing where we're just degrading all of our listeners by calling them robots and clones? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Rock Re- Revolution, it sucks. It's from Konami, the makers of uh, Metal Gear Solid and Castlevania, but I'm pretty sure that the guys who worked on that game did, had nothing to do not with to Rock Revolution. Now, to be Revolution. fair, they have run Castlevania into the ground pretty hard, too. 
It's been a long time since I've known a good Castlevania game. They're all on handhelds now, and they all are pretty much uh, Symphony of the Night clones, which is okay. I mean, they're fun, but they haven't done anything original with it since Symphony yeah. of the Night. DDR is kind of the same way. I mean, I got, well, you guys got me DDRX for uh, my birthday. birthday, and it it's good. And, and it's got it's got a song with Gurren Logan in the background. I'm yes, with that. Th- that is awesome. And uh, I don't think I've seen anything like that for quite a while. But anyway, Rock Revolution, it's up. So we we buy the game thinking, oh hey, here's another you know rock band Guitar Hero World Tour s game. You know, it, it has the song list on here. It doesn't mention that. Oh yeah, uh, hardly any of the bands are actually singing the song. It's Actually, all of the bands are covers. Yeah, it, it's like... Uh, Don't get your hopes up. There's no studio th- track. And what makes it oh. even more insulting is that I can't cover up their bad vocals with my bad vocals. There's no uh, and That's vocal. right, there's no vocal... There's no vocal <laughs> track on it at all. There's a song editor in it. But the nice thing about the song editor is that you can't actually use it to play songs in the game. You just record music and play it back. I mean, that's... That's kind of neat. Some kind of bullcrap. It's right kind of neat, but Guitar Hero World Tour came along after it and does the same thing only better. So you're yeah. buying it for the song list, which is eh. You're buying it for a lot of duplicate tracks, and none of it are by the original artist. So mm. uh, here's here's the point: don't buy it. Don't buy it for any reason, unless you hate somebody <clears throat> and you want to give it to them. Otherwise, just light fifty dollars on fire and watch it burn because. Probably you're not going to regret doing that as much as buying Rock Revolution, where it just stares you in the face. I don't regret it. I just, like, pretend I never did it. I don't think about it. I've got so many other games to play right now that... It totally looks like they know how crap it is, because the box art is made to look like Rock Band 2, and it's named Rock Revolution, so it's going to sit right by Rock Band in the uh, sorting bins. Like, they got to a point, and they just said that marketing... The only hope we have to break even on this is grandmothers and moms buying the wrong game or a kid not paying attention and grabs the that, wrong one. That's going to be a pissed off kid at Christmas. <laughs> like, damn it, mom, you bought the shittiest thing. I want rock band, not this crap. Ugh. Oh, that, that's, I can't think. Because there was like ripoffs of the Ninja Turtles, and I can't think what they were. Um, biker mice from, from Mars. Mars. <laughs> um, there was something, and they were green, too. And so I don't remember what Battle Toads, but that Battle wasn't. Uh, I don't know if that was. No, there wasn't really a toy line or anything behind. No, it wasn't was a, a video line. line. It was a video game, but it was very like that's almost Ninja Turtles. Here, here's the down thing. to the arcade version. Like the arcade version, Ninja Turtles was very close to Battle Toads. Here's the thing: uh, Battle Toads was the game that uh, allowed Rare to have the credibility to make 500 really shitty titles afterwards. That's true. That would be your Paul McCartney Wings effect, where, you know, the prior work is so fucking great, we will let you coast on absolute or, shit or, from there uh, on out. Rock, you know, Grand Theft Auto Rockstar, or uh, Halo for Bungie. Tell me anything that either of those companies have done uh, besides Halo and Grand Theft Auto that was not total shit. Go ahead, I'm waiting for it. Well, it's and Bungie really hasn't done anything since Halo. Speaking of the games, no, the games like, to rant on prior that are to coasting, Guitar Hero World Tour. So we oh, played uh, some Guitar Hero World Tour b- before the podcast. Uh, had some time to kill, and uh, I think yeah. I no longer have the will to play any rhythm games anymore. Like I, yeah. I have an epiphany, a moment where I realize I'm done. I've, I I'm no longer into the fad. I haven't really played that much Rock Band lately. No. I, I download some songs on Tuesday, and I play through them, but I don't think I've even unlocked all my Rock Band 2 songs. I think I still have a ways to go to unlock everything in Rock Band 2. Well, it's, it, it's for me, it's good as a party game. It's not something I want to play on my own that much. It's, it's, uh, Did you guys see the Rock Band, your 20 songs that you get to download? Yeah, they all suck. What a craptacular... I mean, that that's part of the reason, too, because I... Uh, well, they're free... No, they're not free. They're not? It's on the back of the box. That buy this and you're going to get to download 20 songs. Free would have been, I okay. bought the game and then got an email or an Xbox Live message that said, hey, we're going to toss in another 20 songs. That would have been free. But this is on the back of the box. It says over 100 songs, small print, 
88 on the bo- 88 in the game, you know, another 20 to download later. So mm-hmm. I, I don't buy it that it was free because they were advertising it. Um, it is kind of nice. I, I guess it's okay because it's all the crap songs like they included on the first rock band by people you never fucking heard of or cared about. You know, yeah. your Harmonex, I get it, you guys rock, you play bands, but that doesn't mean I want to hear Well, them. actually, these 20 songs I don't think are Harmonix bands. And actually, Harmonix, uh, some of the Harmonix bands are pretty decent. Like, I mean, I bought the Honest Bob and the Factory to Dealer Incentive CD simply, well, for two reasons. One, because they were on uh, Rock Band and, and Guitar Hero, and two, because they have a, sci- they have a song about TimeCube.com. Well, there you go. You got that. So, I think I'm out of that. Um, I did play Dead Space. Played all the way through Dead Space. That is is worth the sixty bucks. Go get that. Uh, it's it's a game that somebody can watch you play. There's there's not many of those anymore. Where like it could be fun for the person watching, because I mean it's straight up scare the shit out of you game. Um, and and it will scare the shit out of you. And I give them props too for the number of times. That you expected something to happen. You're like looking down this long fucking hallway and you're like, oh shit, this is. I have no ammo because I just went through a major battle. I'm down on health and there's this long fucking hallway with vents every three feet, you know? Because that's how they build spaceship apparently. They put vents every three feet. Which, hey, that aids to the game too because since there are vents everywhere, then it's not so obvious. Um, that, hey, well, there's a vent there, so obviously something's going to jump out of it, because anytime there's a vent... Or I'm going to have to walk through it. There's tons of vents nothing to jump out of. Um, Then you go down the hallway, the music tenses, you know, you can hear your heart rate in some points in the game, too. It's real great at the effect, and you get to the other hallway, and not a damn thing happened. Yeah, that's... And, of course, there's soap pins and needles, too, where, like, the cat knocks something over in the kitchen, then you fucking jump, you know, because you were on edge for the entire moment. Um, The only... Dick move. I'm not really giving a spoiler here, because I don't really think this is spoiler territory, but the only dick move in this game is you complete the game, and like so many games now, you get to continue your character. Play yeah. the game again, continue your character, but you are locked to the difficulty that you finish it in. So if you beat it in medium, you can't take it, you to, can't hard. Take it to hard, you can't take it to nightmare um, level. And it's like, I really... I mean, if you're going to play it again... You want to play more powerful on a harder difficulty. Yeah, you want to play a harder difficulty. You want to get some more achievement points out of it. You kind of want to have a rougher time because you kind of know what's coming now. Is there any branching storyline, you know, any other things to no, explore? No, this is that, totally straight up linear. This there's, is, like, no reason to even do it. This is, um... Yeah, I mean, like, if you were... If you would play through Halo at higher difficulty levels, you would play through this because it is still first-person shooter. Um, although you just can't walk into a room and gun creatures, yeah. okay? You you have to take their limbs <laughs> off uh, to stop them. There's some creatures, if you hit in the chest, they explode, and other creatures come out of them, and it's just this horrifying thing as they just leech onto your body, and you try to shake them off. Um, so, I mean, you're really trying to pick your shots. Plus, you just don't have the ammo. You don't get enough ammo in the game to be wasting it. You know, you... Yeah. You get pissed when you take four shots on a creature because you missed twice. You're like, holy crap, I need those shots. Um, but they give you uh, a, a, some cash, a powered-up suit. It's totally uh, a, it's totally Bioshock System Shock. If you guys played yeah. System Shock back in the PC days, you played Bioshock. So good. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's totally straight up that. I mean, down to you walk up to a terminal to upgrade your shit, you know. You buy stuff from vending machines. It's one that I haven't heard a whole... I mean, I've heard about in passing, but I haven't paid a lot of, atten- of attention to what I will... Dead Space or System Shock? No, Dead Space. Oh, okay. I, I paid, played System Shock, and I love that. I played Bioshock, and it, it, it wasn't quite as good as System Shock, I don't think, but... Uh, no, it's... Uh, uh, apparently, that was, like, the greatest game in history from... Well, I've read about it. System Shock? No, Bioshock. No, like, Bioshock is really like, good it, it for a console, like, but System oh, Shock is PC game games. Ever. Uh, it's, it's, it's a good game. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't, go, wouldn't go best ever. Wouldn't put in my I don't know. top ten of ever. Um, 
but with Dead Space, I like I said, I saw the uh, Dead Space anime or whatever, and I will probably watch that and at some point, and that will probably determine whether I want to uh, actually get the game. I mean, the storyline, you especially if you've played Bioshock, System Shocks, you could sit down and after the first mission, write out the rest of the storyline. There's no twist in the story that's like, oh my god, I had no idea, you know? Like, no, you, you, you know all that stuff. You, you immediately get the sense. But I think they want you to have that sense of, wait, this isn't on the level. You yeah. know, they want you to have that sense. It adds to the suspense. But that, that mastery, that Hitchcock level of scare, not the per- straight up, there is gore in the game, but it's got that Hitchcock level of, no, it's the suspense that scares the shit out of you, not the gore. So, so, I played that. Is there any multiplayer or anything like that? Any sort of alternate endings, unlockables? I don't think there is Cause it's, even it, a multiplayer. It sounds like it may be a, a pretty entertaining game, but it sounds like it's very sort of light on the content. Like, I, I might rent this for a couple of days and it's play definitely, through it. Yeah, you definitely rent. It'll only take you 12, 13 hours to play through it. Yeah. Hmm. And, and, and just be... Which I enjoy. I yeah. personally, that's like... That's not. I'm not committing to uh, an Oblivion, a Fallout Three. You know, Fallout which I got coming. That's something, something else to. Uh... Uh, which I am going to play. That I am playing Fable Two right now. So I've got my share fair of commitment games going on, and having a 13 hour, don't overstay your welcome, you know, type you, game. You have a share fair. Share fair. I wasn't going to say anything about that. That that <laughs> is that Care Bear Share Fair. Oh, no. Care Bear Share Fair. You but, like uh, rainbows. Fallout uh, 3, pick that up, and uh, on nothing more than um, the recommendations of a couple people I follow on Twitter, you in a previous podcast, and the fact that I really, really dug Oblivion. And um, I got started, I did not realize how much like Oblivion it was going to be. I like the new combat system, I really like the way they set up the story, but it's like, it's kind of a letdown in a way, because... Uh, you know, I expected something different, um, and, and it's fine. It's just I, I wonder if it's gonna really suck me in the way Oblivion did because it's Fallout science fiction rather two. than fantasy. Fallout one and two had amazing storylines, and they did allow you to play with the good versus evil decisions. But yeah. it wasn't like, and I don't know how they're gonna do it in, Fable, in, in Fallout three because that's not the trend anymore. But you gain one and two. They didn't carry from town to town. You could go into one town, and you know what? Ah, I'm fucking wasting everybody. Screw this town. Or, or I'm a crime lord in this town. And the other town, you go and you could completely save. Because it's a fucking wasteland. There's no way for these people to communicate between towns. And so that was kind of okay. But that's not the way Fable plays. That's not the way games play now. It's like you got to have consequence for your actions. So maybe they'll take some of that back. But I do have to say the, uh, like... The landscape and, and the wasteland, it's really nice. It's got the, you know, the oblivion level of detail where... The, is everything just, like, really gray and apocalyptic Yes, it is. See, I mean, that, you, that would drive me crazy. I don't care how detailed it is, if it's still just this gray, barren, and incredibly detailed landscape, it's still gray and barren. Yeah, it's well, still it's, a wasteland, yeah. It's like I said, that's kind of why it's a little bit of a letdown, because, I mean, the great thing about Oblivion was you had this really lush, natural sort of landscape with this. It's like big rocky hillside, and, you know, it, it's set in post-apocalyptic Washington, D.C., which, like, I, I'm waiting to actually get into the city itself to where you actually recognize this as... You know, Washington, D.C. See, like the Lincoln Memorial or something. Yeah, because... But you, you know, you walk across this, you know, rocky hillside, and you see this, you know, what's left of this big freeway overpass, you know. So, let me ask, is is this a linear game, or is this like Oblivion, where it's just, like, totally open? No, it's totally open. There is a... There is a... Well, I don't remember that much about the Oblivion storyline. It it seems like the storyline is stronger, like, it's not just, oh, hey, I'm this random guy that, you know, the king bumped into while he was escaping from the castle. You're, you know, it sets you up as a, uh, you know, a citizen of Vault 101 and, you know, the society there. It goes through, like, three or four different stages in your, in your early childhood life. And then, you know, your father leaves Vault 101, which 
no one's supposed to be able to do, and this causes this major um, disturbance there, and you know, suddenly the police come looking for you, and you have to escape and follow him. Haven't gotten too far on that that's plot line, but... Well, see, in the other Fallouts, in, in the Fallout 1, well, well, the story behind the vaults is, so you've got your, you, you got your Cuban Missile Crisis, and it just takes the alternate path that they launched the nukes, and that was it. We launched nukes, they launched nukes, Russia launched nukes, everybody nuked the fuck out of everybody. And during the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, we were, you know, people were putting in uh, bomb shelters in the backyard. I mean, there was companies that were selling these things and people were putting these things in. And so they extend that a little bit into uh, government-run vault programs where these were government bomb shelters now. So the vaults had everything to sustain themselves. This was the Cuban Missile... Because they keep referring to, like, the war in 2077, I think. And I know everything is stuck at kind of the 50s level of technology. style Yeah, art, the 50s technology, because that was all the duck-and-cover type you know, um, propaganda was going on and such, and that's where the technology comes from. So, um, I think what happened is they had, um, they had like a drawing or something, or they didn't have enough vaults for everybody, right? So basically they had like a lotto or something, and either you got into the vault and your family was vault protected, or you weren't. So then after the war, there's obviously a lot of tension between the vault dwellers and the non-vault dwellers, to the point that the vault dwellers don't leave the vaults. They were supposed to, by now, start coming out, reforming. They have the stuff, supposedly, in the vaults. These are the storylines in 1 and 2. Yeah. They have the stuff in the vaults to deradiate the areas, to begin planting again, to begin anew, and they just don't want to have any part of it. They'd rather stay in the vaults. And in the first one, you're sent out because the water filtration system of your vault um, has failed. And so they want you to go to the, the neighboring vault and get one of their spare parts. And right back, of course, when you get there, the neighboring vault had a crack in it, so everybody's dead from radiation. Um, and then that leads you on this wild chase. And then, of course, when you come back and you have, like, the chip to replace the thing, they pretty much take that from you and kick you out because now you're an outsider. You know, it's like, well, you, unfortunately, you know, I know we asked you to do it, but you left the vault. So it makes a lot of sense if you've played the other Fallout games that if your father left the vault... Yeah. They don't want to have anything to do with you because now you're an outsider and um, they're very much a status quo type of... Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I can enjoy it without knowing what the other two games were about. But it's, I've played like a couple hours of it so far, so I'm, I'm not having really a rough into it. Time. I, I picked up Fallout 3 and I haven't started it, but uh, I'm having a rough time with um, Fable 2 right yeah. now just because of the load times. Are insane. Yeah, I haven't played it, so I... it's like every time you go to another region, um, or you go to another zone, uh, which is which would be about the size of a zone in, in World of Warcraft, you know, because right. um, it is an open world. You kind of wander around. Every time you change zones, you you've got thirty to forty five seconds of loading. Wow! And if you're on a quest, you know, um, you either can warp right to where you need to go to the next step, which it's kind of ruining it for me on the quest. Was the original Fallout, or was the original Fable that way? I can't yeah, remember. You could you can warp from place you could warp place. from place to place. I don't remember being so disjointed. Like it feels like I'm not doing these quests. Like go here, talk to this person. Okay, now you need to go here and get this. Well, I go to that area, and you've got your dog now, right? So your dog like barks or sniffs out whatever the artifact you need to find was in that area. So you. Warp to that area, he finds it, or you find the person, or whatever. Um, you follow the little golden trail, you talk to that person. It, um, there's no sucking in. I'm not being sucked into this fable. I wasn't uh, really sucked into the first one. I was. It, so It was like, you know, oh, it's, you know, everything's going to have consequences, and it's going to be all this crazy stuff that you can do, and start playing, and I'm like, okay, I'm hitting my wife for no apparent reason, just see what happens. Ah, nothing happened. Oh, they called the guards. I killed all the guards. Ah, I'm still good? What? I still have, like, three-fourths of the good meter? Yeah, so now I'm, I'm, now I'm getting to, like, John. I'm getting to, like, John is creeping into my play style because um, I'm like, all right, what happens if I should marry two chicks in this town? I already got a wife, and uh, let's get another wife. Let's see what happens, you know. And I had, like, a kid, too, with the first wife. 
And as soon as she married, I married the second one and moved into a house with her, like right next to it too, because I want to see what happens. So I got the houses yeah. like right next to each other. So the one they start yelling at each other, then they turn to me and like you're divorced and like walk out of town. And wait, they both divorced you? No, no, one divorced. One of the other was like a gypsy, so she was kind of open, open marriage thing. I I don't know. Maybe he was fine with it. Maybe he was just happy that uh, we won. And yeah, it's still recording after uh, stepping on. Broke my laptop. (laughs) No, I tripped on it. So after uh, that one leaves, the other one's still there. But um, the first one I had a kid with, like, the kid's gone now. Like, she took the kid, I guess. But that was not involved in the storyline, so um, I don't know what happened there. So, But then I'm bored. Like, okay, well, I did that. What else can I do next? Hey, wife, follow me. You know? I got an axe. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen as soon as we get outside of town? And, no, I'm still pretty much good. And it's like, I murdered my wife right in front of the town gates. Brutally. And still good. You know, so that that was me and Fable One. I I really tried to play around with it and see the big consequences and do the whole you know good and evil thing, and it, it, I just wasn't convinced by it. I played the first Fable twice, once pure good, once pure evil. The only reason I did that though is I thought uh, Fable had been out for a long time before I had bought it for the Xbox, um, and I thought Fable: The Lost Chapters was a sequel. No. So I borrowed somebody's fable and bought the last chapters. And then the last chapters, I probably like used, you know. So the last chapters sat there, unplayed, while I put in the first one, played through the entire damn thing, and then went and grabbed the last chapters thinking it was a sequel to realize... No. No, it just has a few more... Chapters to the game. I'm like, oh, you. Could you use your your original save games? No, it it didn't transfer anything over. So I had to play through the whole game again. So at that point, I was pure evil. And and I need to ask a question because this is one of the things that really, 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 really bothered me about the first Fable. Now you're supposed to have complete control over your character, but you couldn't choose gender, appearance. I mean, your appearance changed based on whether you're good or evil. So you technically had some say, but it was still locked in. Oh, not only was that locked in, at the end, when you when you completed it, and you were good... Um, you get the same ending. You got... Uh, no, I think you were evil. At the end, you could make a decision, be pure evil, and keep the dude's sword. Or you could be good and, like, destroy it, right? Whatever his weapon was. He had, like, a weapon that was, like, ultimate sword in the game, had all the power-ups in it. And as evil, I kept it. As good, I threw it and destroyed it forever. In the Lost Chapters, the first time you go into the Lost Chapter world, you hit a chest, not five steps away from where you start, that if you're good, has the good version of the sword. Same stats. So there wasn't even the consequence of, I don't get the ultimate weapon in the game. It's like, now that it's no longer... um, Because after the first one ended, you could just run around, do whatever you wanted. There wasn't a... uh, It didn't end the game. You could continue playing it playing your shops or whatever you wanted to do. If you wanted to do some side quests, you could. But, you know, you wouldn't have the ultimate sword because you destroyed that because you were good. So as soon as you start off in Lost Chapters, you're like, no, here you go, here's the swords. There's no consequence whatsoever for the ultimate decision at the end of the game, even, um, in that. So I don't look at Fable 2 in terms of expecting consequence because I never saw that in the first one, but I kind of enjoyed it as a role-playing game. I mean, yeah. this is an RPG. It was, well, I mean, that's that's what they were selling it as, so that's what I was expecting out of it, and, and never got it. I always felt like Bioware did a better job of making me feel good or evil, and, like, you know, what I was doing actually had an effect on the story and on the gameplay elements, you know, with, like, Knights of the Old Republic or uh, Mass Effect. And I felt like I was actually, you know, impacting the storyline somewhat. So, yeah. even though they... Even though it was still pretty much the same game and, you know, things were only slightly changed, I, I felt like it had more more of an impact than anything Fable was able It might to be in Mass Effect, I think. And I felt the same way in Mass Effect. Um, in that game, I played... I, I've got every achievement point in Mass Effect. I've played that game like five times over. Um, I don't remember. Do you get an achievement for, for banging the women? You know, like, like the alien and... and the, you get an achievement for getting to that scene... But it doesn't but matter which it one. It doesn't matter which one. Like, the next time you go through it, uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if you play as a female chick and bang the dude, uh, it doesn't matter. Or, or the female. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the so tra- as a, the tra- as the a trans- female, you can bang the alien, which is 
gender neutral, yeah. but just happens to have, you know, tits and an ass. And, you know, it's like gender neutral, but, you know, hot female shape. It's, it's a... It's the guy's dream of a gender neutral being. Exactly. She's still a chick, but this is definitely she like doing other chicks. Old school Star Trek writers, like, okay, if there's a gender neutral planet, they're going to be all women, you know? Um, so, yeah, you didn't get anything else for that. But I, I think I think they did a better job identifying with the characters. Like, just genuinely caring for the characters. And, like, the scene with, uh, the first time I came up to the scene with uh, Rex. Yeah. I didn't have the skill points to save him. And, I mean, I didn't have the skill points to choose one of the options to where I could have kept him alive. Right. You know, it was either, um, well, I didn't know this at the time, so I tried to take it diplomatically, and the um, military chick shot Rex because he was going to shoot me. You know, she blew him away. And, man, I totally, like, punished her. Like, later in the scene where, like, one of them has to die, you know, um... Because they, you can't, like, stop the invasion and set the bomb, or, or you can't do two things at once. And you have to let one of your crew die yeah. uh, later in that same planet. I let her die. Because I was like, under my command, I did not give you the order to kill Rex, bitch. Now, you, you're dead, you know? You you are, you know, it's like, that's the level of involvement I have with my characters. I don't get that from Fable. You know, I don't get the, I don't care about them. Hey, question number two about Fable. Uh, because, honestly, I... Fable 1 turned me off so bad that I didn't really follow any of the developments of Fable 2 other, other than just, like, you know, what I, what I saw, you know, the major stuff. Um, when you marry somebody, do they magically get the same voice that your wife had, like, like in the first game? Like, you talk to the girl, and she'd have a, a voice, and then, no matter who you married, they got the voice. No, no, they are keeping the voice that they had before you married them. Okay. Um, but... I'm not noticing much of a difference between the first fable and the second fable, like, after you're married. Like, you can have a kid, and for the brief time I had him, it, it's just, you, there's a cradle in the house. You know, that that's it. Maybe the, the kid you know might that? grow up or something, but there's obviously not a lot of things you can do with the kid. You can't give it gifts have, or Have you tried or, marrying, like, a really old woman like I did in Fable 1 and trying to have a kid with them? No, no. Because that's what I did in the first one. I tried to uh, marry a really old woman, and then she got the voice, and that pissed me off even worse. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I tried to marry <laughs> the old woman just to get something different, different. to happen. Um, and, oh, and uh, no. Yeah, I mean, th- there's you can have um, protected or unprotected sex mm-hmm. in there. And Are you serious? They imply like you can have sex before marriage. Um, but, you know, I've not been able to make that happen. Like, most of them are like, you know, oh, they're all into it up until the point, uh, um, you know, it's like you actually proposition them for sex, and then they're like, hey, whoa, you know, not until I'm married, you know, not that kind of girl, so. You just have to find a, uh, a woman. I mean, why else, I mean, I'm assuming that when they tell you, you know, you can use the condoms to... Control whether or not your wife gets pregnant and keep yourself safe from STDs. They're, Wait, that is in the game. Yes, that they're not That's like just, your uh, wife has STDs because she's sleeping around. Maybe they have gone that far. Um, man, I don't. But it's like, wait a minute. If my wife can't sleep around, then by God, I should be able to too. Um, that should be y- y- across the board. So uh, that's yeah, a you, creepy you level find, of detail. You first find condoms because your dog like says, "Oh, you know, your dog will go off and like there's something <laughs> here to dig up," <laughs> and your dog will start like digging it up. Life. And in the first fable, you had to shovel too, I think, because yeah. uh, you could dig parts. So you get the shovel again, only your dog will tell you where to dig now. And you know, like you dig it up, like, "Hey, you dug up some condoms," you know. <laughs> I think you have effectively turned me off to Fable Two. Whatever interest I may have had in Fable Two. It now just seems too creepy to Really? I mean, I thought that would, like, over the top. Like, you know, you can choose to have unprotected sex in the game. That's... And it's, it's, it's just a menu. Like, that's not the level of detail I want in my it's fantasy It's just a menu, game. though. I mean, it's like... I know. There's no but, uh... thought or fun to the game at all. You just go in, uh, punch up the menu, and it's like, okay, you're going to have sex. Protected or unprotected, you know? Which, I guess, if you didn't have condoms, you could only choose the unprotected no. option. But... 
So that's that's in there too. <laughs> and and condoms get buried in the dirt apparently because your dog can dig them up. It's it's just like my first time. You know, I dug up some condoms <laughs> and propositioned somebody, and they said, "No, not until we're married." What else do you think in medieval times? You know, did you get the hell the condoms? You, know? you, you dug them up. They didn't have CVS, you know. It's a fantasy game. You buy things by you get things by finding them in treasure chests, buying them from uh, shopkeepers, or uh, yeah, digging them up. So. Or breaking, so we've breaking had, pods um, in homes. We've got Nathan's joined us. Uh, Gabriel's here, and I think because it's Gabriel's first time, we're going to give this last one um, to Gabriel. Ooh. The last uh, candy corn, Jones soda. Oh. And, and and see the thing is here the little shtick that we do here is is just kind of like open it smell it let us know real time your thoughts on horrible beverages on this soda that should not be do we have any uh, boxy left no thankfully no. no we do have plenty of the candy corn soda should you want more <laughs> I don't want more I just want Gabe to try some boxy we got a man too wow. Yes, we do have a mana potion. Wow. Do, do you need some there, Nathan? Nah, this one's pretty full, so... All right. I'll, yeah, I didn't drink much. I'll join Gabe here just to see how horrible it is. I mean, odor. What's that reminding you of there? Just... That's the way it smelled. It smelled like... Um... Uh, it's like a... Pill or something. It smells like the monkeys. <laughs> Strangely. Um... Apparently this was an argument. I don't know. It just it smells. No, it wasn't sweet. an argument. We just had a uh, like a unified uh, theory about what this was. Unified theory. Of, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we all disgusting. we all thought it was the same thing. Okay, it just seems. Uh, I'm just waiting for somebody else to say it. Have you actually drank it yet? No. Wow, that's a, a bigger sip. Wow, Nathan. You wow, <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> oh. You were gonna so hurl later. <laughs> chug, 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 chug. Blah. It smells like vitamins or something. You just uh, wow. like chug the full candy corn, Nathan. How do you feel? Ah, uh, pretty. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. <laughs> wow. We we thought Maybe it was like didn't have to drink the whole thing <laughs> all at once. Yeah, well, no, no, it's either I can sip it and like do little pansy sips here. Uh, not pointing any fingers at Dylan here, but. Um, or I can just drink it real fast and be have it over with, and everyone's like, "Wow, you did a good job." So well, I guess it kind of depends on if the point was to taste it or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to do a little as that as possible. <laughs> hey, chug you some moxie later. It has a cumulative effect, I've found. Yes, yes, it does. I'm, I'm tasting vitamins. That's, that's what I'm tasting. <laughs> we we thought like it was really like, like those crappy chewable ones. Butter, like burned and melted butter. I can see it or like I'm not going for butter. Kind of caramel. Yes. I can kind of feel that. And it's Jones Cola, which is such a deceiving... Like, I love Jones Cola. I mean, that's that's Speaking a good brand. Which, I they, go in there... They were laying people off left and right recently, apparently. Oh, were they? Yeah. Hopefully it was the division that made the candy corn. Because we don't need <laughs> we any more of that. It's like, we got to make cuts. Let's do it to the candy corn division. Leave the cream soda, the root beer alone. <laughs> in the recession, there is no place for novelty soda. <laughs> Imagine that. So we've been running down games, Nathan. What uh, what have you been playing recently? Um, recently, the uh, the last things I've been playing is I don't know if I've talked about folklore yet at all. No. So I this finally a Xbox or PC? It's a uh, it's a PS3. Is it on Xbox yeah. too? No, it's, it's a PS3. So it's a PS3. It's actually one of their near launch titles that came out. And I've been like dying for this game, but I keep talking myself out of it. One because I just don't, didn't have the time to get to, it. and the other is because the graphics look so awesome that if I don't play it on high def, it makes me sad because it's really really cool. So the gist of the game is that you're this chick or this dude. You're actually both. You can be either way. You can have one character or another, kind of like the you know Resident Evil plays one character or another. Just like the little pre-order thing where like Fallout came with the bottle opener. This comes with a scalpel, and you can the uh, home kit. Yeah, know. exactly. Anyway, so uh, the game's awesome though because you like get this this letter and from your mother who's been missing. And uh, to say, hey, come to this little town in Ireland. This is where I'm at. I'm pretty sure that's Silent Hill. 
<laughs> no, no, this is the game. Maybe Silent Hill 2. But anyway, so you go, so you're like in this old Irish area. You know, so they have a pub and they have like all these awesome accents going on. And um, you get enmeshed into this uh, folklore with the folk, you know, the, uh, the wee and people the and everything else. So uh, you go through a lot of the mythology pieces and you like, you know, meet creatures that are just really cool. And they're just, it's a really interesting game. And it kind of feels like Ghostbusters in a way, if you're not careful, because of so one of the mechanics is you absorb powers from other creatures, and then you use those creatures and their unique ability to go with it. Kind of like a, a different form of cameo, if you play that for the Xbox. And um, so one of your absorption techniques is like you have this little beam that goes out, and you kind of reel them in. So it's it's, it's kind of fun action. Yeah. Don't cross the streams. Yeah. So have you gotten around to playing uh, Little Big Planet yet? No, it is like shrink wrapped sitting on my desk still. I, no, wait, wait, wait. Do you have the band edition of Little Big Planet? The band edition? What is that? No, the the band of uh, No, the, they took oh, the Quran out of the song, out of the game and re released it uh last week. So so like um it was released and there's some song in the re- game that they sang a verse of the Quran. Yeah. They dude also, was Muslim. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, any anti-Muslim, like, dude was Muslim. And it's it's real world music-y, bebop-y, kind of. It's, it's nothing, like, vengeful or whatever. Um, but as soon as Sony found out that was in the game, they recalled all the trucks and pushed the release date out. There were... They were how long you had before it even got out on the shelves, About a week. Yeah, I just got my copy, like... I know, like... Okay, so you potentially whenever, have one of the... Well, when, some stores said, no, we're not going to pull off the shelves. We're just well, going to sell what we what have. What they ended up doing, though, is they released a patch, and you have to update the soon as you turn on the game, that basically takes the song out. Oh, so you can't really have this yeah, special band edition sell on eBay for $250. Not really. Because even if you were one of the people that paid $250 for an early copy of it, something pretty much said, no. What I thought was funny is after they after they banned it, had taken off the shelves and, and put up their apologies and got it all off there, like these other Muslim groups went up and said, "Hey, wait! The fact that you think we're going to flip out at the slightest little thing, we find that offensive." <laughs> and you know, like some Sony execs there going, "Oh man, there's no winning this one. Like, you know, there's no yeah. winning." One. I bet you from now on, there is, and every game publisher has a department, has a dude that just like. Look for any possible religious references. Yeah, meanwhile, Fallout 3 starts out, pretty much starts out with a verse from Revelation, so, you know. Fallout 3, they're not releasing in India. What? Like, they didn't wait for it to get banned. They didn't wait for it to upset anybody. They just said, there's content in here that would offend Hindus, and we're just not releasing it in your country. We're not going to bother with you well, you know, that's actually an interesting thing. I want to know what that content is. A lot so of... There's a two-headed cow. That's oh. all I can think of. Lo- I've, I've read actually about quite a few other companies just doing that, that it's not worth the trouble and the fiasco of recall. And so, like, you know, we're just not even going to service this area. You know, sorry. We're just not going to give it to you because, you know, your government or your Organized groups in your country will hate it so much that we won't be able to make any money off of it. Go back to mail order like you had been buying your games before we actually supported your country. <laughs> uh, I mean, Australia and Germany, are, I think, are two of the big ones that do the banning and stuff yeah. like that. Little Big Planet uh, is is a lot of fun as a game, but it's it's the kind of game that you know you play through the story just to get stuff to make your own levels with. That's pretty much the draw. Holy crap! There's the a story. I thought it was just it, like level it's building. Not, yeah, there's not really. Story. I mean, the story is, oh, this thing happened. Do you have to go to the end of the level? Uh, Thanks, genius. Like, I couldn't have figured out to go to the end of the level of platform. I, I still don't understand what the point of the game is. It's, if it's there is a, a point. high. There's not really a point. It's a high end level design game. I mean, that's that's what the appeal of the game is. That's how they're marketing it. So go it. out and. Go out and make your own levels. There's, make Super Mario World 1.1. 1. 1. Uh, They've done that. They've done uh, Ninja Warrior. They've done uh, versions of Shadow of the Colossus and uh, God of War, I think, are some of the other ones I've seen. And they 
you know, do some original levels. There's some uh, trophy whoring levels where it's like, play this level and get a bunch of trophies automatically. Uh, and, you know, there, it's, you know, there's, it, it's almost like a party game because, you know, there's four-player multiplayer, there's online cooperative and stuff like that. And that's really where the game's going to be fun because if you're just playing it by yourself and making levels, it's, it's going to be kind of a hollow experience. It's something that you want to play with other people and share your content with other people. And if that's not your thing, it's probably not going to be your kind of game. Is it um, PlayStation only? Or yeah, it? it's PlayStation only. Well, that's yeah. going to rule that out right there, because I don't own a PS3, so... It's going to make that hard. Yeah, and uh, speaking of PS3-only titles, downloaded the demo for uh, Valkyria Chronicles, which is the first game made by Sega that I've actually been excited about in probably five or six years. This is a download title? Uh, it is. It's going to be a PS3 exclusive game. It's not out yet. It comes out in November. But the demo uh, came out uh, a couple of weeks ago. They released it fairly well in advance of the game. But it is a uh, strategy RPG uh, from Sega. It's got a gorgeous anime-styled uh, cell-shaded look to it. And rather than just like the regular grid, turn-based Japanese strategy RPGs. It's still turn-based, but what they've done is that they've put the game in an alternate history World War II setting, which, there's no Nazis, I think they renamed the factions and everything, but it's still World War II. Because <laughs> um, the Japanese don't want to acknowledge that uh, the Nazis ever existed or that they were involved in any way. Um, anyway. Actually, that reminds me, I, I read something about Japanese culture in which they usually don't refer to, I mean, just historically don't refer to their enemies specifically when they refer to battles. They, they just say, oh, you know, there was this battle against an enemy and we fought and this is what happened. You know, rather than saying, oh, those darn Nazis or, oh, those darn Americans or whatever. That's interesting. Just as like wow. a cultural thing. But the main draw of the game is that uh, rather than just this grid base, everything's done in sort of a semi-real-time, kind of like Nazi the Old Republic, where it's not quite real-time, not quite turn-based. It's somewhere in between. And, you know, you're free to move around on the field of battle any way you want to, just like a regular 3D action game. And you move your your units around. You, you know... that Now, where it breaks down into more of an RPG style is when you aim, you know, the action stops for a second, you have a, t- you know, a chance to aim at a particular you know, point of your enemy's body, if you go for the head, you're more likely to miss, but you can do more damage and kill them in fewer shots, uh, things like that. And uh, based on how far away you are and, uh, you know, your your level and things like that, you may be a little off base in your, in your targeting, even though you've got them dead in your sights. Uh, but it's still very interesting. It, it offers a lot of depth because... Even though it's turn-based, if you get into somebody's line of sight, they can start firing at you just automatically. They'll they'll start lo- unloading on you when you get within their line of sight, within range of their fire. So it's it's an interesting title. I'm looking forward to it. Now, does it have like any unit creation mechanism? I, I don't know. The demo just gives you you know like a, a set smattering of units. You've got scouts, which are your high mobility units. You've got your shock troopers, which are just your frontline grunts. Um, you know, high shot volume, high HP. You've got your sniper, who's probably my favorite unit. They're your high damage, low mobility, low HP units that you just, you know, pick people off from miles away. And then uh, the main draw is the tank. Uh, the tank can only be hurt by uh, lancers, which are your uh, rocket launcher units, and uh, other tanks. Uh, there's like a little weak spot on the back of the tank that, you know, regular units can get around to and fire at, but you'd have to get around the tank, which, you know, I mentioned units can retaliate if you're in their line of sight. Uh, in the demo, I've parked the tank in the middle of a whole bunch of units and just let uh, the my turn end and let the computer go, and it would start to try and walk around my tank to the backside, and the tank would just open fire and kill them almost instantly. I mean, the, the tank is that hardcore. 
So, Gabe, what are you playing? Because this has become a game podcast. Might as well just stick to the theme. Um, uh, man, I, I don't know. I got um, burned out on Warcraft a couple months ago and finally bailed out of it after literally years. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you completely, of... like, stopped the credit card payment? Oh, or... yeah, it's, it's, it's toast. It's yeah. toast, okay. I, uh... Although I heard they got, like, some kind of crazy, like, pause my account thing. Yeah, you can freeze your account. Was it you that were telling me about that? Yeah, like, you can just say, okay, I want to freeze my account, and you pay for the month. So, literally what I do, if, I, if I'm if i tempted, I'll reactivate for a month and then freeze it, and then I have a month to play. And if it time bombs at the end of the month and I realize it, then I'll reactivate it because obviously I'm playing it. Otherwise, uh, apparently I quit it because I wasn't cared anymore, so I'll quit playing for another eight months, which is what I'm bad to do. <laughs> And you have to have a strategy for managing your uh, your uh, uh, MMO account. You know you have a problem. Well, you know it's it's it is fifteen bucks a month, but oh, yeah. it's it's small enough that you don't always notice it going out, and so yeah. you can let it string on for like four months, and you're like, ah, you know, it's fifteen bucks, you know. Oh, I, I can't I'll play say it. anything. I've done the same thing. So it's it's good to have some way. To save yourself a little bit of money when you finally decide, yeah, I quit. Strangely, <laughs> I will only play an MMO if people I know are uh, playing with me. Like, I don't go onto Warcraft wanting to meet new people. I really don't care about, you know, random person online. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've played enough games online to where I know most of these people are not people I care to associate with for more than 20 <laughs> seconds. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same way, except I'm just not that social, so it's like... Uh... I don't want to deal with other people. You know, I just want to play my game. Well, I read about uh, um, IBM, I believe it was IBM, doing some research into um, uh, making MMOs be able to be... uh, Rather, so you know how Warcraft, for example, you have have your server, and uh, someone else has the exact same server with the exact same world, but you can't interact with each other. Well, so talking... They were trying trying to figure out how to how to make those um, problems go away, where everybody is all on the same world and they can actually handle that kind of, of load. Um, that's that's kind of the, the crazy... The biggest problem with, with um, Warcraft that I have is, um, you know, no matter how many times I moved or how many characters I, I rolled on Joe Jackass's server, uh, it, it uh, I never got to play with him, you know? It was like... I could I can move a character and then they would say oh you know uh, the dog ate my power cable or whatever and they and they wouldn't come back on for three weeks or you know they they would come back on but they'd only come in for like half an hour you know and say oh you know my kid just threw up on the floor I'll be right back and then you know it, you know I never never got to be a point where I could just you know hang out with some friends or whatever. Well, I think I think you're hitting it like that'll be the that'll be the wow killer is the first. MMO that comes out with an MMO that runs in the cloud and that can scale up that they they have one world. They have one world, one instance, period, done. We're in the cloud, dude, you know? Well, you, I still don't understand how the cloud works, but apparently you can do shit like that in this it's cloud. magic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well, just, so let's say, you know, you take Warcraft, right, as is, and then you say, if you'd like to, you can group up cross-server to do an instance. Bam! Problem solved. You know, I mean, totally, just 100%. Total problem solved. All, all around. You know, you, you get to hang out with your friends if you can call them up and say, hey, you know, let's, let's didn't do... didn't DAOC, does anybody know, did DAOC allow cross-server instances? It seems like that's been done. Another game did that, and it's like been a step backwards that WoW doesn't... Now they have instant combat instanced. Something, I, I never played the game, but Dungeons & Dragons Online was supposed to be kind of like... It was kind of offline until you got into yeah. a dungeon. Yeah, it was like I think their thing, and I haven't played it. Maybe yeah. Dylan says I played the demo of it. You could you could switch. I want to say you could switch between instances of like public areas, and then every time well, you every, did a quest, everything was done like in parties of four. You, there wasn't yeah. a lot of uh, you know there wasn't fifty man rage or anything. As if you did anything, you got three other people. And uh, apparently, yeah. from what I've read about the game, so help me God, you'd better have a, a cleric and a rogue, or you're gonna be hosed. Yeah, it. But I think everything in Dungeons Dragons was instances, so mm-hmm. 
the it was better in a sense that you could you know coordinate and get together, but the act of coordination was supposedly a lot harder because you know I'm like oh I'm in the same town as you but I'm in instance X. Yeah. I mean that's or, the first th- that's the thing that always happens when you meet someone else that plays like World of Warcraft. Well, what server are you on? Oh. Yeah, like, I have never, seriously, I've never, like, met someone randomly who was on the same server as me. Because there's, like, a lot of people at work play Warcraft. And I'm like, that's awesome. What uh, what server are you on? I'm on uh, Flying Lightning Monkey Paws. Oh, crap. I went to uh, Dragon Con and they had a panel that was, it was this room just cheek to jowl full of uh, Warcraft people. And and it was like, hey, who's uh, who's on my server? And, like. No, I mean, how could that even be possible? You know, my server is like one of the first servers in the game. How yeah. could nobody in this gigantic room filled with people, nobody raises their hand? People weren't even in the battleground groups. The, like how we were in Ruin, they didn't even know what that was. Or I mean, it was just wow. like, wow, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even playing it. I have an idea what battlegrounds are. That's crazy. Um, who's who was that? You Nathan, we were talking about this. A couple days ago, and we were talking about building, you, you would put the MMO, run it off the cloud, and then charge based on how much you play. Yeah, yeah. You don't log in, we don't charge anything. Just like the cloud, right? The cloud only charges you, again, I don't know what the cloud is, but the cloud apparently <laughs> only charges you when you use it. If you don't use it, 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 it's like a tree falling in the woods. You don't hear it, you know, it's not there. Yeah, There's no so kind of like, kinda like um, the way a lot of the cloud services work, like with... Uh, Amazon and things like that, you pay for what you use. So, and it's really cheap anyway. So, like they say, if you use this amount, we like Amazon, if you have 10 gigs worth of transfer, we charge you 17 cents. For every 10 gigs, it's 17 cents. I mean, that's it. So, if you're, uh, you know, an MMO gamer, then that'd be kind of cool if you could, like, go in and play, pay for what you play. Well, I mean, so, so there was a post on Slashdot a few weeks ago talking about some guy in school that gets charged per megabyte for, for uh, you know, how much he uses. And so it was like um, he was wanting to lower the number or the amount of, of bandwidth he was using. So, like, turning off images. And he was going so far as to say, you know, like, when, when I type a search into the into Firefox, it, it automatically pings Google to see, you know, like, oh, do you mean this, you know? He's like, how do I turn all of that stuff off, you know, because he was so paranoid about every bit you know, and so if you if you are uh, if you're paying as you play, then you end up being paranoid about time. You know, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll charge you like on CPU usage. So like if you're a mage and you cast an area effect spell, that earns <laughs> more CPU than the warrior. <laughs> like, oh. like there's no mages. There's like five percent mage, and everybody's a Seriously, warrior because it costs more. You are kind of going. You are kind of going back to the old ISP model of you know you get. I mean, remember the the AOL CDs yeah, were like you get thirty hours. Free uh, for this month to try it out. I don't know. You could like all. You can uh, you could offer both. You could say okay, fifteen bucks a month, pay as much as you want, or you know yeah. you could pay this and say it takes thirty hours but that before thing, you would. And at some point, the adult sex line, then you know charge ninety nine oh, cents. No. <laughs> well, the other thing you have to consider though is that <laughs> it depends on the size of your buckets too. I mean, if you're charging for the megabyte, that's insane. Yeah, but if it's for ten gigs or something like that, then. You're not going to be sweating it because, you know, at the worst case scenario, you know, you would only be doing X because there's only so much transfer you can do mm. or so much CPU usage or whatever. Regardless how so. you bill it, though, back to the original idea, I mean, I think if this cloud computing thing is what it's described to be, there's no reason you couldn't have... I mean, you've got it. You've got a data center. And that that's a game changer because MMOs are expensive right now, right? It's, it's a huge barrier to entry. Takes a lot of time to develop. You've got to have um, so, you, so you need the developers, but you've got to have the infrastructure staff, the hardware, the data centers. There's a lot of upfront money, even though you know on the backside, like even if you do some paper calculations on even the worst MMOs, you realize they're making insane amounts of money. That they, well, they got to be covering all kinds of crazy hosting costs. Yeah. Um, even thirty thousand subscribers would be more than plenty to make money. But if this cloud thing, you know, takes off and you could put an MMO in the cloud, just have anybody that, with an idea now and goes on, that's kind of like, that would be the wow killer. That'd be, you know, because it's no longer in the hands of the few. It's like anybody, 
could yeah. slap together a small development shop and get up and going. And if it took off, it'll scale, and they'll have the money to come in to hire, to grow, yeah. or whatever. And <laughs> I, I think, I imagine that would only scale up so much, like, at a certain point, you know, like, while Blizzard probably wants to be in control of its own servers, its own bandwidth, you know, because that's, that's critical that's for true. them. And they don't want to be relying on a third party. So, I mean, uh, it, it would be good for the, the small to mid-size MMO developers. You know, when you scale up to the size of Warhammer or WoW, you know, then... Anybody playing Warhammer? No. 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 <laughs> I, I'm pretty much done with MMOs. My, brother, my brother's playing it, but I haven't really talked to him about what's uh, going on. He keeps trying to get me to log in. And I'm like, I don't care. Still an MMO. Still Warhammer. I still don't care about this franchise. Yeah, it's, it's, Do you know if did did the rest of the guild ever go there? The I assume so. I assume some of them did, but Tanner. And we may be done. That's still going. <laughs> the cat is signaling. Uh, I think it is a good point to stop. We're over an hour. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> the anybody got a final thought to take us home on? Um, should also probably no. Guitar Hero World Tour is a tremendous disappointment, and a uh, but not even, as much as a disappointment as Rock Revolution. No, but it, even it is an affront to past uh, Guitar Hero games. Uh, not to mention my sanity. You need to do an article on that. You need to just write that article and post it because that, uh, that would involve writing, where I can just tell you on the podcast oh, that uh, hey, uh, you know, rock band, uh, I'm still enjoying it more. Okay. Anyway. I, I, I had high hopes for Guitar Hero World Tour. I wasn't a guitar hero, anti-Guitar Hero pro-rock band person, but now I'm just like, eh, done. No thanks. That, that'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs>